Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, hump day Wednesday, November the 2nd. And uh, a lot going on, of course, Major League Baseball with the World Series, the college football playoff uh, uh, rankings are out. Also in the NFL, the trade deadline took place. NBA action, the league is down a coach. And uh, later on this morning, at uh, hopefully at 7.30, we can catch uh, Coach Artie Lauza uh, along with uh, 7.45 Coach uh, Rick Hudson. In the meantime, uh, Jeff, I don't know if you watched the Home Run Derby Championship last <laughs> night uh, over in Philadelphia, but the Phillies, uh, <laughs> right after the walk to Schwarber, uh, I think one other out, and then uh, uh, Mr. Harper decided to uh, start things off early last night as he connects on a breaking pitch and uh, knocks one into the nickel seats. And uh, the- I, I got to tell you, you know, McCullers said he didn't think he was tipping his pitches, but Harper saw something, and he conveyed it to the on deck man, not uh, necessarily the next batter after him. But then uh, the next batter, and I forget who it was, uh, was out, uh, ended the inning. But then that on-deck kid comes up uh, leading off the next inning and blasts a home run. Yeah. If he wasn't tipping his pitches, I'd like to know what Bryce Harper told his teammate. I'm not so sure. He told him, and I'm, this is a guess on my part, look, look for the breaking pitches. Sit on a breaking ball. Just look for the sliders and his curveball and some change-ups. The uh, 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 I, I think that's what he was looking for. Just forget the fastball in that regard. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, I think we have a guest walking in this we do. morning. We anyway, do. Anyway, uh, I think Dr. Ponder is with us this morning. Yes. Anyway, good morning, Dr. Ponder, and have a seat, and, uh, and uh, we'll get you on the line momentarily, uh, Jeff, uh, and let you introduce our, our guest. All right. Uh, my pleasure to welcome uh, to the show Jimmy Ponder, Dr. Ponder, uh, Jimmy Ponder Jr., I, I believe, uh, to be correct. Why don't you lean into the mic just okay, a little yeah, bit there. So, mm-hmm. From the Headache and Pain Center, one of our sponsors. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing great. Appreciate it. Early in the morning. Yeah, it is uh, indeed. Uh, I know you've got some uh, early patients today, and that's why we've got you on first thing uh, this morning. But tell us a little bit about the Headache and Pain Center and what you guys are all about. Uh, the Headache and Pain Center um, is what we call an interventional pain specialty clinic and uh, what we do is we diagnose and relieve all types of pain uh, any type of pain from head to toe um, we, we have the ability to do a lot of our diagnostic imaging and um, work up for pain problems in our facility because we we have an open MRI and that a lot of times when we're doing our um, workup of a painful condition we do things like MRIs, CTs, bone scans. So in, in a, under our roof there in New Iberia, also in our office in Gray over uh, towards HOMA, we have an open MRI for patients that are claustrophobic. We also have an x-ray machine and a bone density unit. So we're able to do a lot of things under under the roof of uh, our facility there. So uh, our main emphasis is to diagnose um, what is causing pain, and then to try to relieve it in a hopefully non-open surgical uh, fashion. Um, I'm an anesthesiologist by training, so our emphasis is to try to do things that might 
in the past have required surgery, but maybe we can get things to heal without having some type of open surgery. Is there a sort of an effort to nip something in the bud uh, before it gets way too out of hand? Yes. I mean, um, there are a lot of different conditions that we treat. I mean, we, we treat low back pain. We treat neck pain. We treat sciatica. We treat shingles. Uh, we treat pain from injuries, um, herniated disc, etc. So there's a lot of different things that we do treat. Um, so in general, the earlier you seek treatment for a condition, the more likely that you are to be able to reverse the inflammatory changes or the, you know, prevent it from becoming a chronic condition. Uh, you know, we, we call pain that's less than three months old an acute, relatively acute condition. So if you wait past three months, it could become a chronic condition. You know, do we listen to our body enough? Um, well, I guess it depends on the person, but, uh, we do have a a lot of patients that tend to overdo it because they, they want to do the things that they enjoy, whether it's gardening, fishing, playing golf, um, walking in the neighborhood. So our goal is to relieve pain so that they can do those things that they enjoy. And, uh, that, that's our main goal is to relieve pain and restore function and restore some of those enjoyable things playing with your grandkids whatever that is so yes you do have to listen to your body to a degree but our goal is to relieve pain so that you can do those things that you enjoy gotcha Mm -hmm. anything uh, along the lines since uh, we're talking to a lot of athletes uh, this morning sports medicine uh, related stuff We do treat sports-related injuries. It depends on the severity of the injury. Some sports-related injuries do require surgery because uh, there's a tear or rupture of a tendon or ligament or some type of tear of the anterior cruciate ligament or um, possibly rotator cuff. So sometimes it depends on the the injury and the, the symptoms that are being caused. And, of course, in those sports-related injuries, the MRI scan becomes very significant because we want to see the the pathology, we call it, or what exactly happened that's causing the pain or the loss of function um, of whatever part of the body it is, you know, the ankle, the knee, the hip, the shoulder. So, yes, the, the MRI and the diagnostic studies for sports-related injuries are very important. Very good. Uh, how does the office work? Do you go by referrals or, you know, walk-ins? Uh, how, how do those things work? Most of the time, the insurance, uh, it's, it's uh, kind of governed by insurance for the most part. But generally speaking, in the last 20 years, you can self-refer yourself. So if you're having pain and you want to be evaluated, you can call our office here in New Iberia. <clears throat> the number's five six zero zero eight eight zero. If you want to look at what exactly what what we do, um, our website is www.answertopain.com or www.theheadacheandpaincenter.com. Um, but you can call the office, and generally speaking, 
there's no referral that's necessary, although a lot of our patients do come referrals from doctors in the community. Um, but you don't have to do that. If you want to be evaluated and possibly treated, you can call our office directly. Very good. And and you're on Jefferson Terrace uh, along that, uh, what has become kind of a medical corridor there. Yeah, I think we were the first. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> we were one of the first. Uh, there weren't too many buildings out there on Jefferson Terrace, but yes. Uh, there's a, a rehabilitation hospital across the street. Dr. Ritter's right across the street. Uh, and then we have some physical therapists and orthopedic doctors across the street. And uh, next door to us, we have some new neighbors, Dr. Viator and his nurse practitioners moved in a few months ago where the bank used to be there right mm-hmm. on Jefferson Terrace. And uh, we have been there, Headache and Pain Center has been there since 2004. In 2008, we upgraded the facility to an 18,000 square foot building that houses a surgical center, uh, open MRI, x-ray, bone density. So, like I said, we can do a lot of our diagnostic studies uh, under the roof. And then, you know, as an anesthesiologist and a pain management physician, we perform what we call interventional procedures where we might do um, epidural or facet-type injections to try to get structures to heal or or possibly uh, interrupt pain pathways so the body can heal. And uh, a lot of those procedures um, are done under a light sedation um, so as an anesthesiologist, I know how to sedate people, too. Uh, so we, we could do these procedures in our outpatient surgical center, which is right next door to the office, and it's all in the same building. Excellent. Uh, again, talking to Dr. Jimmy Ponder, Jr. with the Headache and Pain Center. Anything else you want to leave us with before we let you go? No, but um, we, like I said before, we, we treat all types of pain from head to toe. We are headache. Uh, specialists also I mean that's why we're headache and pain center and um, we uh, our interventional procedures uh, our goal to reducing um, headache frequency and how many headaches you uh, actually get and the severity of the headaches we can perform interventional procedures um, where we um, interrupt painful pathways by interrupting the nerves so a lot of people that have headaches on a daily basis, they, they have to take medications on a daily basis. And so what our goal is in, in those conditions, those headache conditions, is to try to reduce the frequency and severity. I mean, we have many people that uh, have, after we perform these interventional procedures, they, they don't have headaches for a few years. So we're able to really change the quality of their life and the people that have chronic headaches. Are we talking about migraines? We're talking about migraines, uh, tension-type headaches, where we really have a lot of successes, uh, headaches that come from the neck, because then we can, we can place uh, some small needles next to those nerves and um, put some radio frequency energy through that, and we can um, neutralize those nerves for a long period of time. Uh, some of the things that we, we treat are not surgical conditions, like, like, say, shingles. You know, a lot of people think shingles is just a rash, but it's a very painful rash. And the other, um, the other thing that people don't realize is uh, the, the shingles virus, 
which is a reactivation of the chickenpox virus. It attacks the nerves on the inside. So a lot of times the problem is on the inside, not necessarily outside where the rash is. So shingles pain needs to be treated soon, relatively soon and fairly aggressively to prevent nerve damage from occurring to those nerves that are on the inside of your body. Um, a lot of the other things that we treat, we treat sciatica, um, which is pain in the buttock and the leg, and that usually hurt, occurs from a bulging or a protruding or a herniated or an extruded disc. Uh, what we try to do is we try to shrink the disc and get the, the nerve to heal and the disc to heal. So we try to treat that non-surgically, whereas in the past it may have required something like a discectomy or something to um, some, something like along those lines. And you can also get sciatica type symptoms in your neck and arm, very similar neck and arm pain with numbness uh, might wake you up in the middle of the night. So those are just a few of the things that we treat on a very regular basis, neck pain, low back pain, and uh, shingles and headaches. So that kind of gives you an overview. But if there's any questions, you know, or if you have pain and you want to be evaluated, like I said, you can just call our office at 560-0880, and we'll be glad to take a look at you. And again, those websites. Uh, www.answertopain.com and www.the headache and pain center.com all right and we've got uh, that information available here if anybody uh, forgets it uh, we have it on hand uh, appreciate your sponsorship of the show uh, hope to have you back absolutely jeff thank you you bet uh, once again dr jimmy ponder jr with the headache and pain center appreciate you coming by no problem y'all have a good day you too doctor thank you for your uh, knowledge on that Anyway, Jeff, uh, we need maybe to go ahead and take a break and uh, come back and talk a little more about your sports. Uh, or uh, Actually, uh did confirm with Coach Artie Lioza he is available, so we, we can stay here for uh, another six okay. minutes so, or so. Sounds good then. Sounds good. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we were discussing about the, the game ball game last night with the uh, Phillies. Uh, <laughs> Just using home run derby to get ahead of the Astros last night, and uh, by a score of seven and nothing. And uh, of course, of course, you got to give credit to the the pitching of the Phillies too. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. Shutting them out. Uh, it's one thing you got to score to win. Yeah. You know, whether it was five home runs or one home run, they win that game last night. And it, with in that regard too, uh, the Phillies just uh, pounded uh, <laughs> the Astro pitcher McCullers. McCull- is it McCullers? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and uh, he just uh, he had a rough day, and uh, he um, later on in the post game, uh, he just said, you know, just it wasn't my day, and uh, the the Phillies took care of that though. And uh, meanwhile, just to recap it, uh, uh, Bryce Harper's, uh, you know, uh, he just he teed off on that pitch, and uh, four more Phillies later on during the game, and Alec Bohm. Uh, along with Brandon Marsh, Kyle Swarber, and uh, Rise Hoskins, all uh, what became a historic game with regards to postseason dingers. Uh, the Phillies' five homers are tied for the most ever hit in a World Series game, and Bombs Blast was, you ready, the thousandth World Series home run. Is that right? Yeah, last night. Where did he find these stats? Man? I know. Uh, uh, the Elias uh, Sports Bureau. Oh, uh, uh, just unbelievable. Anyway, Astros starter uh, Lance McCullers, uh, who may have been tipping his pitches, is the first pitcher in Major League history to give up five homers in a playoff game. Entering Tuesday, he had allowed only four all year in 58.2 uh, thirds of an inning. And uh, what's next uh, for tonight? 
games uh, four and five are tomorrow night. Uh, uh, the city of brotherly love, where Philly still hadn't lost a postseason game this year. And uh, the the talk is the Phillies felt that their fan base was more. They were into the game last night too, uh, and, from, and not just those uh, in the, the the stadium last night, but the city, the the, the big drama, the big uh, scandal. A pizza place wouldn't serve the Astros. Did you hear about <laughs> no, this? No, I did. No, I did. The, the, Unbelievable. Um, apparently, um, Angelo's Pizzeria in South Philadelphia. Apparently, it's an institution in the city. Downright refused to provide catering to the team. According to NBC Sports Philadelphia, Mike's Barbecue also refused a request to cater to the Astros. And, uh, again, that's um, typical of Philadelphia. Yeah, that's uh, right. Their fans have can, been accused of a lot. <laughs> I can remember back in the 70s, and you could probably Google it, uh, they threw snowballs at Santa Claus. So uh, back in the late 60s, uh, when he came out on his sleigh, I guess the game before uh, Christmas, right before Christmas and all, and uh, the fans in Philadelphia <laughs> threw snowballs at Santa Claus. So uh, anyway, uh, but the Phillies uh, are up now 2-1, to one, and uh, in a lot of instances, the team that wins the third game uh, kind of sets the tone. Uh, of course, tonight uh, uh, we'll see Baton Rouge native Aaron Nola go at it again. I'm, I'm going to say this. Houston won game three in 2019. Yeah, did they? Yeah. Okay. And did not win. That was, that, that was the series where nobody won at home. That That's right. That's yeah, right. They removed the garbage can, and all of a sudden they're not winning games at home. Yeah, that's this is true. But it's Nola against Javier tonight, Javier. Uh and it should be an interesting uh, lineup tonight, too, in that regard. So uh, we'll see if Nola, you know, he had his uh, troubles as he got down 5 nothing, but kind of ready to ship. And the Astros uh, uh, couldn't get to him. And I think he went through five, possibly six innings. And then, uh, meanwhile, the Phillies were hammering uh, uh, the future Cy Young Award winner, too, in Verlander. And they tied the game up at five. Uh, the bullpens do their job. And then in the top of the 10th, thank God they put a man on second base. Uh, the home run by the Phillies, uh, um, I think it was the catcher, they hit the uh, homer in the top of the uh, 10th. Uh, and the Phillies go on to beat the Astros in game one, six to five. So uh, uh, we'll see if a home run derby can, can I should say continues tonight uh, if the Astros can't uh, put it together. So uh, big game. Tonight's a big game no uh, doubt. for the Astros. So uh, to at least bring it back to Houston for game six. So uh, it should be interesting, though, uh, in that regard. Uh, got a little more baseball to talk about uh, maybe after we can maybe speak with Coach Lauser, uh in the next uh, segment. But uh, the college football playoff is out, as I mentioned. Uh, they had a, c- a couple games last night. I think they have a couple more tonight. Of course, Thursday night football. The Saints don't. Action. Yeah, the Saints don't play till Monday night against the Ravens. And uh, as we mentioned, I've got some notes on the NFL uh, trade deadline, uh, the five biggest deals, supposedly. NBA's down a coach as the Brooklyn Nets have parted ways with Steve Nash, the two time uh, MVP of the league back in the day. And uh, they're looking for a coach. They're talking about the former Celtic coach who's been yeah. suspended for a year. Well, he was suspended by his team, but the Celtics, not the league. So uh, he is uh, available. And the Celtics said uh, if he chooses to go somewhere else, we'll let him. Yeah, that's right. So we'll see what shakes out with that. 
And, of course, uh, Coach Artie Laos on in the second segment. Just a few minutes. Yep, and Coach Rick Hudson coming on in the third segment to talk about their team's uh, uh, games this past Friday. And uh, and I do believe Coach Artie Laos' team travels to Lorville, I think, to take on uh, the Tigers. And Coach Rick Hudson and the Highland Baptist team will face uh, Central Catholic, uh, a pretty good uh, opponent uh, over in Morgan City, I do believe, uh, Friday night. I believe it's a game schedule for us. So uh, interesting uh, way things are going. Uh, not any updated news of the Saints, uh, but they'd, I'm pretty sure they're going with Andy Dalton again this uh, week. Uh, of course, that game no Monday reason night. to think it would be anything else after uh, this past Sunday. That's yeah. for sure. So anyway, and also in baseball, the gold gloves have been handed out. Uh, if we have time, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, always a nice honor for a defensive player, and I, I think one of the two of the Astros won them. One being uh, the fine rookie shortstop in Pena, and then uh, also the right fielder, I think Tucker for the Astros. So, anyway, let's go ahead and uh, take our break. Uh, you listen to Kane Radio's Bayou Sports here on FM 107.5 and AM 12:40. We'll be back with Coach Artie Lauza of the Delcom Panthers right after this. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Kane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Kane Row and enjoy. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday at Southern Jack on Saturday, the Cajun Company Band, and on Sunday, 5th edition. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, the best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer is now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU with no bar with more outdoor seating. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at Danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, Wednesday, November the 2nd. 
And on the line with us is head football coach Artie Laouza for the Delcom Panthers. And, Coach, uh, welcome to the show and good morning. Good morning, guys. Yeah, how's it going, Coach? I know you, uh, boy, football season, it's the week, week 10. I mean, it goes by so fast, you don't realize it. And as you get a little older, Coach, you're going to find out it's going to go quicker than that. In the meantime, uh, you had a big game last week against uh, Ascension Episcopal. Things didn't maybe go well according to plan. But uh, another big one this week uh, – in regards that uh, you travel to Lorville to take on the Tigers in another big uh, 8-2-A matchup, Coach. And just give us a little synopsis of the game last week and then uh, your future opponent uh, that you'll take on uh, Friday night. Yeah, you know, last week, Ascension Episcopal, their, their passing game was just a little too much for us to handle. And, and they kind of got, got the better of us up front on offensive and defensive line. And that that's kind of been the story for us against them for the last three or four years here. So, you know, they're they're just a little little step above us, and then we just have to work to get better every year, and hopefully we can start closing that gap. Um, but but overall, you know, we we did lose a, a player to injury uh, last week, so that's going to hurt us going forward, and and hopefully into the playoffs. But uh, unfortunately, he won't be with us the rest of the season. And uh, other than that, you know, we're pretty healthy and and looking forward to this Lorville game. <laughs> Going back to last week, and you and I talked a little bit about it Saturday morning, uh, the special teams that Ascension Episcopal uh, brings to the table. Uh, we know about the kicker, but even the backup kicker had a field goal uh, Friday night or Thursday night. Uh, your game was Thursday night. And uh, the punting unit uh, as well for Ascension Episcopal. It's nice to have those uh, triple threats. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And at any level in high school, it's nice to have a, both a kicker and a punter and, and a kicker who puts it in the end zone every time at that. And, uh, you know, at the 2A level, it's almost unheard of. So that, that's going to uh, be a big benefit to them in the playoffs for sure. No doubt. Lauraville, uh, always uh, a good rival uh, there, uh, heading there on Friday night. Uh, what do you know about this year's Tigers, and how do you uh, find keys to success there? Well, I tell you, like most of the, the, you know, upper echelon teams in our district, they've played a tough uh, non-district schedule. Um, you know, they're they're five and four right now, just like we are. So, you know, we're, we're both kind of fighting for that sixth win. Um, I, I really am impressed with their running game and their running back. I, I love the way he runs the ball. He runs hard. He's fast to the hole and then runs hard through contact. And, you know, they pass it when they have to. So, you know, they do a good job, and defensively, Coach always has them ready, um, you know, and they make good adjustments to what the offense does. So it's going to be a tall task for us, but we're ready to go out there and have fun Friday night. Any particular matchups you, you like? And uh, I know you may not want to publicly display them, but anything uh, particular you think you can take advantage of? Well, I, I don't know that. I mean, they, they're kind of strong across the board, especially when – you know, we compare the two teams. I think in order to to have an advantage in the game, we're going to have to control things with our offensive line and be able to move the ball and eat the clock. That that's going to be a tall task for us, but that that's what we'll have to do to have success. Anything your fans need to know heading uh, to Lauraville on Friday? No, you know, just get there early and get a good seat. It'll probably be a packed house. Both both teams have great support. Both towns. Uh, Love love this game in particular, and uh, should be a great Friday night atmosphere. No, and it's so true. A lot of parallels between the way that community uh, and your community support uh, your local schools. Oh, without a doubt, and that that's what makes uh, football 
and coaching football so much fun in this area is kind of the small town atmosphere and everybody gets on board and shows up to the games Friday night and it makes it a lot of fun for the kids. Coach, uh, I'm, I'm, I know you're looking at a 2018 bracket. Uh, how do you feel uh, this game uh, impacts you one way or the other uh, regarding the postseason? Well, you know, some, some of the assistant coaches get into doing all the, the math of it, and it looks like if we, if we win, we'll be in somewhere around 21-22, and if we lose, we'll be in at about 28. Uh, and that looks like that looks pretty solid unless something really unforeseen happens. So I think win or lose, we should be in the playoffs, and, and hopefully that's how it pans out because I'd love to continue coaching these guys for at least one more week. No, no doubt about it. Uh... I know your senior night was at home uh, in a previous game, but um, what what do you say to your seniors uh, heading into this last regular season game? Well, you know, it's one of those things where nothing's a guarantee for the next week, and I think with young people sometimes until, until the end is right up on them, they don't really realize it. So, you know, we're just trying to tell them to savor the moment and play as hard as they can because, Next week's not guaranteed, and, and they don't want to leave this thing with any regret. No doubt, no doubt. Well, Coach, best of luck in uh, the rest of your week of preparation and again on Friday night, and we'll look forward to checking in with you Saturday morning. All right, guys, thank you. appreciate it. All righty, thank you, Artie. Good luck. Appreciate that, indeed. Coach uh, Artie Lowe's at Delcom, and in about six, seven minutes or so, we'll check in uh, over in Highland Baptist. Yeah, and Coach Rick Hudson, who has a big game against uh, Central Catholic uh uh, one of the uh, teams in that league, uh, of course, Vermilion Catholic, uh, is kind of setting the pace in that regard. The number two ranked team in uh, single A right now, and uh, uh, we joked earlier this season how they uh, captured District Eight Two A as they beat uh, Catholic High, Lorville, and also Ascension Episcopal. So uh, Vermilion Catholic might have two district championships this year. Meanwhile, uh, of course, uh, other uh, games on the schedule, as I mentioned. Uh, Coach uh, Rick Hudson will have on next segment. Uh, he'll journey to Morgan City to take on Central Catholic. Uh, the Generate Tigers, who uh, had a win last week and uh, for the last couple of weeks, they'll uh, face uh, St. John. They come to uh, Generate to take on the uh, Tigers in a big ball game for them. Elsewhere, St. Martinville journey uh, will be at home, excuse me, to take on the Crawley Gents. Uh, the Yellow Jackets uh, take on an old rival, probably their oldest rival in the Lafayette High Lions. Uh, that's going to be at Nish. Uh, we'll have Coach uh, Josh Learman on tomorrow to tell us a little bit about that. Elsewhere, the Westgate Tigers will be at home for, I guess, their senior night. Uh, they take on the Northside Vikings and uh, their last regular season game. And, of course, the Panthers uh, take on West St. Mary. And uh, they'll, uh, that'll be a senior night for Catholic High for their five seniors. And uh, we'll have that game here on Kane Radio, FM 1075, AM 1240, with the pregame around 630 and the kickoff at 7 o'clock, Jeff. So uh, high school football, the last weekend of the year, some will move forward for a playoff. And the others uh, will head back home and wonder uh, what could they have done maybe if they had a better season. So uh, high school football, the last week of the regular season this Friday and um, some interesting games through the course of the year that we broadcast and uh, just always fun time for high school football too here at uh, Kane Radio. Uh, No doubt about it. Uh, Again, two games this week, uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, As I like to say, better than a date with Doubleman Twins. Yeah, Uh, you remember those. Back-to-back games. Uh, 
uh, Nish, uh, or Northside at uh, Westgate Thursday and uh, West St. Mary at Catholic High Friday. Yeah, that, that's what it's all about, too. So good luck to all those schools. And, uh, you know, it's not just the teams, the players. It's the cheerleaders, the bands, the dance teams, uh, the parents. Uh, there's a lot involved, uh, high school uh, here in uh, the area. And as uh, Coach Lyles uh, mentioned, you know, Lorville and Delcom, uh it's the towns uh it's it's like their own kids out there playing it's it's amazing the fans that turn out in such not uh, cities or towns or townships and uh, they support their teams uh i know last week when lorville uh came to play catholic high at panther stadium uh those stands the lorville crowd was there by six thirty, quarter to seven they were ready for football and uh coach terry martin's team uh, showed up and uh, beat the Panthers by three twenty to seventeen in uh, what was really a good high school football game in that regard. So uh, Lorville, uh, they always back their team, and the same with Delcom. Uh, they're all there supporting everybody, and uh, it's good to see though. And we're glad to uh, have those uh, teams on the air throughout the course of the year for Kane Radio. Meanwhile, Jeff, just quickly, I wanted to give uh, uh, just a. Uh, uh, the update, as you know, uh, we'll have Coach Hudson on in a few moments, but the college football playoff uh, uh, has been uh, released, the first uh, of that uh, here in November, and just going to the big picture here. It's kind of a, kind of a little amazing, too, that Tennessee is uh, number one in the college football playoff rankings, and yet they're in an eight-and-a-half-point uh, dog as they travel to Athens this weekend to face number three Georgia in the college football playoff. I, I can only imagine, and I, 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 I saw them unveil the names, but I didn't hear explanations, uh, if they offered explanations as to, why they were ranked, but was it strength of schedule uh, at this point? Uh, I'm trying to uh, in this. Um, and, and obviously, none of that matters after Saturday. That's correct. I mean, uh, Saturday we'll uh, again see if we uh, flip that. Um, little surprise that Ohio State's number two and not Georgia. So, well, it's I tell you what, it, the, with uh, the Vols debuting ahead of the Georgia Bulldogs. It even creates more hype with this game this weekend as number one Georgia in the AP poll takes on number one Tennessee in the college football playoff poll. And uh, we'll see what transpires. And you wonder what Tennessee is thinking. Did they do them any favors uh, in releasing that in advance of that game? I guarantee you that's billboard material in that locker room for the Georgia Bulldogs. There's no doubt about that. Uh, coming on uh, number two is Ohio State, uh, well-earned. Clemson is fourth. They're kind of surprised. That was another surprise. Michigan, the way they've been playing, they're 8-0, and uh, uh, they've taken down everybody they've played uh, pretty uh, hard. Uh, and Clemson comes in ahead of them. Alabama six. This might be the first year. We might not see an Alabama team in the college football playoff due to the fact – uh, that uh, LSU and Alabama's game this weekend will decide the they, West. They didn't make it in 2019, did they? When LSU won it all? Uh, good question. I'm trying to go. I don't think they did. Not yeah, you I, mentioned I don't think it. so. I don't think they did. But uh, they've been there almost every year. I think Nick Saban's got six national titles, uh, and I think five of them were with Alabama. Uh, elsewhere. Uh, well, I am corrected, Doug. Clemson blew out Alabama. That's right. You're right. You're right about that with the quarterback uh, with the long hair who's with the Jacksonville Jags. Now his name escapes me. Uh, 
but he was a quarterback that uh, beat Alabama that uh, night. And then LSU uh, basically blew out Clemson in the national title game over in the Superdome. Uh, elsewhere, TCU comes in at 7th, Oregon 8th, and USC 9th. LSU, kind of surprising. They're 15th in the AP poll. They come in at 10th. Uh, uh, okay. Go I'm, ahead. I'm corrected again. All right. Because I, I didn't think they were there. LSU beat Oklahoma, crushed them 63-28, to and then Clemson uh, beat Ohio State. Okay. And that was 2019. 29-23. The season. They played in 2020, but the season of 2019. Well, the championship game was eventually in 2020, but uh, the semifinals were in late December. Yeah, I think New Year's Eve, something like that. But anyway, LSU uh, surprised some people. as a, And, you know, the Tigers, with their two losses, they play Alabama this weekend in Baton Rouge. And whoever wins that game – pretty much uh, has has a control of the Western Division of the SEC. So, uh, Bama comes in, I think, a 13-and-a-half-point uh, pick. But stranger things have happened in the LSU-Alabama game. Ole Miss comes in at 11th, UCLA 12th, and, uh, and Kansas State 13th in uh, that particular area. Utah, Penn State, Illinois, the fighting a lot high. North Carolina, 17. Oklahoma State, 18. Tulane comes in at 19. They're, they're 71. Greenies travel to Tulsa to take on uh, the Hurricanes uh, uh, in a big game for them. Uh, Syracuse comes in at 20th. Wake Forest, North Carolina State, Oregon State, Texas at 5-3 and three, comes in at 24th. I don't think they're ranked in any of the polls right now. And, of course, uh, Central Florida comes in at 25th uh, with a 6-2 and two record. So, uh, interesting uh, games, interesting college football playoff, and we need to go ahead and get to Coach uh, uh, Rick yes. Hudson right now. So uh, let's take a quick break. We'll get Coach Hudson on the line. And you're listening to Bayou Sports. We'll be back with Coach Hudson right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. 
And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Road. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Road and enjoy. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Wednesday hump day, November the 2nd. On the line with us is uh, head football coach of the Holland Baptist Bears, Coach Rick Hudson. Good morning, Coach, and as always, welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Anyway, Coach, uh, uh, who would have thunk it, but uh, Week 10 is here in high school football, and your team uh, travels to Morgan City, I do believe, to take on uh, Central Catholic in a big ball game uh, for your squad. And uh, I know uh, uh, it's it's a big game for you, and uh, you're taking on a pretty good football team too in, uh, in Central Catholic. Uh, tell us a little bit about your game last week, a little synopsis, and also uh, uh, about your future opponent uh, this coming uh, Friday, I do believe. Well, last week was another disappointing loss. Uh, we had to lead at halftime and weren't able to sustain it in the second half, and and really struggled, uh, you know, to to uh, score the points you need to win games. It's hard to win games six to nothing, and uh, we we had two turnovers in the second half, gave them short fields, and that's where they got their points. I I, I don't think either team had a uh, extremely long drive that ended up in points. So, you know, it was a defensive game, and, uh, again, we came out on that short end. And this week we've got Central Catholic, who is one of the top teams in the state. They were ranked number one last week before they got beat by uh, Vermilion Catholic, and, you know, they're averaging about 45 points a game. They've got uh, one of the top running backs in single A in the state. Uh, Devondrick Blackburn is his name. And uh, the only good thing I, I see when I look at him is when I look on the roster, it says senior. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've been – We've been try- having to try to tackle that guy for the last two or three years, and and uh, this will be our last opportunity. But we're glad to see him graduate. Uh, but he, he is—he's a premier back, and and he's not all that they've got. Their quarterback throws the ball well, and they've got some weapons at the wide receivers and even at tight end. So uh, they give you a lot of a lot of things to prepare for, not only uh, with their talent, but also they they have a great offensive scheme. And so uh, I know it's going to be a big challenge for us defensively to try to to stop all the things that they do. Coach, you mentioned the word challenge. It's been a challenge all season long, uh, roster issues and injury issues. Uh, talk just a little bit about the challenges you have faced this year. Well, we started the year with a small group of kids, you know, to begin with. we've The last two years we've graduated uh, 30, 13 and, uh, and 9 seniors, so 22 seniors have graduated the last two years, and we replaced them with uh, much smaller classes with our, our juniors and our seniors. So uh, naturally our team from that standpoint became a lot younger. And uh, then, you know, we've, we've been battling like I guess, you know, some teams do some years. You just uh, – some people call them medicine years, you know. You just have to take your medicine. And, and we've uh, we've battled some sicknesses. We've battled some injuries. and uh, But I'll tell you this, I, I'm really proud of the way we've competed every Friday night. Uh, I've had a lot of comments from – our opponents and uh, from people that, that watch the game and say, you know, uh, uh, you were out, outmatched maybe or outnumbered, but I tell you what, the kids gave a great effort from start to finish, and I'm anticipating the same thing this week. There you go. I, I assume Central Catholic still plays at Morgan City uh, High School? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We play, play in the same stadium. Anything the fans uh, need to know uh, heading down there? I know it's a big uh, stadium, so plenty of room for fans who want to make the trip. 
Oh yeah, and uh, but but they do allow the teams to to use the visitor side. So hopefully we've had good crowds too everywhere we've gone, and so hopefully we'll, uh, people will show up for this week as well. Anything else going on in Highland uh, athletics you want to share? Well, our volleyball team ended their season last night in the play- first round of the playoffs. They got defeated uh, in four set at um, in Metairie against St. Martin's of Episcopal. Uh, so their season's over, but, uh, you know, first year coach and, and had a lot, you know, we're talking about the things that we would this year. She's gone through a lot of diversity this year with, uh, illnesses and injuries and, and, and the like. And so, uh, I think the team that she fin- finished with is going to be, you know, a, a group of kids returning for next year. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure they're looking forward to that. And then, uh, tomorrow we host the regional cross country meet, uh, at Eagle Ridge golf course in Cade. And, uh, you know, that's a really important event because this is where our cross-country runners have the opportunity to qualify for the state meet uh, in Natchitoches uh, in about a week and a half. So uh, that's probably, uh, you know, the the biggest thing going on in the next day or so. And uh, then after this week, then we'll be getting ready. uh, uh, Well, cross-country has the state meet coming up, but then basketball and softball and boys and girls soccer will be in full swing also. Yeah, I would imagine you encourage your football players to play winter and spring sports as well. I encourage high school kids to play every sport that they can contribute to because when it's all over, I mean, I've been in this thing long enough, and I don't know how many times I hear people say, you know, I wish I'd have done this, I wish I'd have played this, I wish, you know, I was pretty good at this sport, but I, uh, you know, I, I didn't do it, and now I really regret it. So. Uh, I think they ought to can you know play everything they can while they can because there's going to come a day when probably the only game you're going to be able to play is walking around the neighborhood or maybe chasing a golf ball. There you go. Well, Coach, uh, appreciate you joining us this morning. Uh, anything else you want to share before we let you go? Nope. I appreciate y'all having me on all this year so far. Uh, no doubt, and we'll check in with you again on Saturday morning. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Appreciate right. it, Coach. Yeah, good luck, Coach. Coach Rick Hudson over at Highland Baptist. Appreciate him joining us on these Wednesday mornings. But uh, as I often mention on Saturday mornings, we've been doing that show for this is our 21st year doing it. And I don't know if he's missed a Saturday morning in those 21 years. Oh, wow. Anyway, yeah, you know, with the limited uh, uh, numbers uh, at his school, you know, and didn't didn't he lose his quarterback uh, even before the year began? Right. And uh, I think another quarterback went down for him, so he's had his share of uh, fourth quarterback. Yeah, take your medicine, yeah. you know. So yeah. uh, a tough year for Holland Baptist, the Bears, but uh, Rick being a, a quality coach, I'm sure he'll have them ready uh, next year as the season progresses. So. Anyway, uh, just uh, quickly uh, to end our segment here, uh, the NFL trade deadline uh, was the most active in league history. I I can't recall the Saints being involved at all and can hardly ever remember the Saints in the last. uh, I I heard they may have uh, dealt a cornerback. Boy, boy, you got me. I'm going to research that in a few minutes. But someone made mention to me, but I hadn't heard it. And. Um, you know, I get a lot of headlines uh, across my phone, uh, sure. a lot of app alerts and stuff. And uh, but uh, someone thought they had saw uh, some sort of cornerback, and I'm thinking that's the last position you want to uh, give up right now. Yeah, but, you're right because uh, they're, they're they're starting one. Matt Lattimore is still out; he's missed the last few weeks. Anyway, uh, with the deadline uh, passing yesterday at 4 p.m. Eastern time, the 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 five biggest deals uh, in this. Uh, 
group I follow says uh, Bradley Chubb uh, was traded from Denver to Miami for the 2023 first rounder running back Chase Edwards and the 2024 fourth rounder. Chubb has the third highest pass rush win rate among edge rushers this season. So one tight end, uh, T.J. Harkerson, was uh, traded from Detroit to Minnesota, going from last place in the NFC North to first place. Uh, Harkinson ranks fifth in receiving among tight ends this season. Calvin Ridley, the the former Alabama great, currently serving a one-year suspension for betting on NFL games, was traded from Atlanta to Jacksonville, for picks, Raleigh, the 26th pick in the 2018, has one year left on his rookie deal. So uh, they're going to have to get, negotiate with him on that. Running back uh, Neiman uh, Hines was traded from Indianapolis to Buffalo, which is welcome news for MVP candidate Josh Allen. Since entering the league in 2018, Hines, Hines has the fifth most receiving yards among running backs. And also wide receiver Chase Claypool was traded from Pittsburgh to Chicago for a 2023 second rounder, Claypool is just in his third year and already has more TD catches, 12, than any other active Bear receiver. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious because the Saints or the Bears have been trading away their defense and uh, thinking maybe they can do it on offense uh, with Justin Fields, uh, maybe needing a receiver. But one of the things I read on this as far as a trade grade was that uh, the Steelers got the better end of this deal. Interesting, too, you know. So, uh, you know, there was talk about the Saints moving Alvin Kamara uh, at one time, but uh, with the win this past weekend, I think some of those thoughts have uh, gone out the window. And I also wonder, and again, um, you know, innocent until proven guilty, but uh, you know that suspension is looming, and is he that attractive to another team knowing that you don't know if you'll have him for the postseason? Maybe? That's right. That's right. And uh, he could be uh, – uh, you know he's going to serve a suspension. How many games is going to be? There's anywhere from three to twelve that people are. Or wondering. eleven, as as we learn, there's <laughs> a magic That's number right. there. <laughs> eleven. That's right. With uh, Watson up at uh, Cleveland, uh, but right now uh, the Cleveland quarterback looked pretty good Monday night in that regard against the Bengals. And uh, he might hold on to that job for a little while. But, of course, you're paying a man $230 million guaranteed. You'd expect him to play quarterback for your team when he has the opportunity. Yeah, no doubt. And that opportunity is coming within, what, the next four weeks, I do believe, since uh, the teams have played going through six, seven games, eight, eight games. right? Yeah, right now. So uh, I think he's, what, 11 games is the key in that regard. Saints did move a cornerback but uh, waived him. Uh, cornerback Bryce Thompson was waived and – Saints also released a couple of guys from their practice squad. Jake Lutton, uh, quarterback, and defensive back Jordan Brown uh, were released, uh, but they were just on the practice squad. Yeah, and the practice squad, I think, is a 16-man. But no uh, trade. 16-man trade. And I can't ever remember Mickey Loomis uh, making any moves. He'll make moves during the draft now. He and when Peyton, yeah. they did a lot of moving, shaking uh, on draft day. But in the meantime, uh, the Saints um, – uh, not any moves that they were aware of. Of course, they play Monday night, Monday night football for the Saints as they take uh, Baltimore comes to town uh, with Lamar Jackson. So that's somebody else they have to contain, too, in the meantime. But did a good job last week. You wonder where they, the defense was all year against a pretty decent Oakland team uh, in that regard. So uh, we'll you know, see what transpires. We were talking about the college football playoff. The one thing we didn't mention, LSU number 10. That's right. That's which, right. Which uh, I – I, I, when, when I was watching them unveil, I thought to myself, um, 
because this is the week before the Alabama game or the week of the Alabama game. And I, I was trying to remember where LSU was in the college football playoff ranking before the Alabama game, if they were given that kind of respect, and I, I never looked it up. But uh, that Alabama game changed a, a whole lot. And it's going to change a whole lot, too, whoever wins that game, because whoever wins that game has control of the SEC West division. And uh, the winner generally would take on uh, either Tennessee or Georgia in the championship game. So uh, LSU has their uh, – I'm sure Coach uh, Kelly has his players' sights on that game. And uh, uh, LSU uh, kind of uh, woke uh, in the fourth quarter against Florida State, cost them the game, though, on a missed extra point. Uh, in the meantime, uh, they hammered some teams, some decent teams uh, lately in Ole Miss – who came in undefeated, and uh, we'll see how things transpire. Of course, Tennessee uh, made uh, made LSU uh, had a rough day against the Vols, but uh, they had two big games in the SEC this weekend: Tennessee at Georgia, LSU. I mean, Alabama at LSU. Uh, Double header, two yeah, back to back. That's right. Yeah. So, you, if you like college football, stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned in that regard. Of course, the big game tonight. Uh, Oh, he's Northern Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, they take on. Uh, I'm trying to recall who they take. Travel mean, though, do they? Buffalo, maybe. Uh, no, Buffalo played last night along with uh, some others. But uh, yeah, Northern Illinois. Uh, well, I want to say somebody like uh, Kent State played last night too. It's somebody up in that area. I'll pull that up uh, quickly in that regard. But uh, Central Michigan. Okay. Yeah, Central Michigan. That's right. Anyway, the um, Chippewas. The Chippewas is correct. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and take our next break. Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back uh, with a little bit more and today in sports history. Uh, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday at Southern Jack on Saturday, the Cajun Company Band, and on Sunday, 5th edition. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, the best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer is now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. 
Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. What does the 50th anniversary of Title IX mean? It means I'm valued. I'm empowered. I can do anything. It means I'll pave the way for every girl who plays high school sports in the future. Just like every female student, coach, official, and administrator blazed the trail for me. Because every student deserves the opportunity to play. Encourage girls you know to participate in Louisiana high school sports. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Sliman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Road, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a hump day, November the 2nd, uh, Big Wednesday. And, uh, of course, on the resume tonight, uh, baseball, 8 o'clock uh, Eastern time, 7 o'clock. Our time as Aaron Nola, uh, the Phillies co-ace, will look to bounce back from his fifth start in the postseason after two brilliant outings. He had two clunkers, uh, allowing 11 runs across nine innings. He'll be facing Christian Javier, uh, less known than uh, Houston's other starters, but no less effective after closing the season with four scoreless outings. He's got a 1.35 ERA and six point, or I should say, six and two-thirds innings. Anyway, uh, we'll see how that goes tonight. Uh, basketball's on the line tonight, too. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about, Jeff, uh, is that, uh, you know, the World Cup is getting ready to begin, too. Uh, so, soccer's right there. United States will be in there for the first time, I think, in uh, eight years, maybe, well, in the I World Cup. I'm, I'm hearing uh, stadium struggles. Uh, I, I talked to somebody who's uh, from Europe, a uh, big soccer fan, knows a hundred times more than I'll ever know about soccer and he, or of course football as they call it, but uh, says it's a disaster in Qatar. The really? weather, the stadium issues, uh, uh, the, the human rights issues, yeah. uh, all sorts of things. Uh, and he was just telling me last night that things uh, aren't looking good. Uh, USA begins uh, against Wales uh, the 21st. All right. Anyway, uh, soccer uh, just around the corner, too. Uh, anyway, as you mentioned, college football tonight. Central Michigan will be at Northern Illinois to take on the Huskies. That's going to be on ESPNU tonight. On ESPN2, we got Western Michigan at Bowling Green. So if you want to catch up on a little college football, if you're not into baseball, uh, that's your opportunities tonight. Uh, elsewhere, uh, of course, the, the Brooklyn Nets, as we mentioned earlier, uh, looking for a new coach, and uh, as they well, that put was quick, uh, huh? I, I don't know how you enter a season with a coach and give up this early on him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at some point, you had to have some concerns heading into the season. I don't know. I, I think what you have are 
Way too many egos on a basketball team. Oh, yeah. Not enough basketball. Too many, not enough basketballs to go around, too. Yeah. Elsewhere, the White Sox have a new skipper. They hired Pedro uh, Grofo as their next manager. Uh, Which I thought was interesting that Kansas City didn't see what was underneath them. Um, within the organization, they uh, hired a guy from Tampa Bay whose name escapes me. Well, it doesn't escape me. I'd never heard it before I read it on Monday or Tuesday, whenever. I guess it was Monday when I uh, saw the name initially, uh, a bench coach uh, for Tampa Bay. But uh, what did the White Sox see in this guy that uh, Kansas City didn't? And that kind of worries me. Yeah, he's been on the raw staff uh, for about eight or nine years and uh, he was recently as their bench coach. So uh, he gets a job to be a manager with uh, the White Sox as, of course, Tony La Russa uh, stepped down. Uh, La Russa age kind of caught up with him. Uh, I remember you mentioned him in the course of the year. Sometimes they caught him in the dugout sleeping, you know, or his, at least his eyes shut. Uh, don't know if he was uh, taking a snooze or not. Elsewhere, some uh, quickly, uh, ex-Chiefs uh, assistant uh, Brent Reed, son of the head coach Andy Reed, was sentenced to three years in prison for that uh, accident injuring a five-year-old. And, of course, he was driving drunk in a crash just days before the Super Bowl game uh, last year. So That's uh, tough for Andy Reid. And, and one of the reasons Andy Reid, while he was of Philadelphia, was willing to work with uh, Michael Vick because right. he understood troubled kids. Uh, he has dealt his own children, have been issues, and Britt was one of those uh, uh, it's got to be tough for, for the coach uh, to, to sit there and see that happen, but hope uh, it works out for the best. Hope uh, yeah, He'll probably be out in less than two years if he behaves uh, in, in jail there. But, uh, again, tough situation, and I just feel for Andy Reid because he seems like such a good guy, and he's he, he, put he up does. with so much. Yeah, he, and he has. Uh, anyway, the Golden, Glo- Golden Gloves were uh, Gold Gloves Awards were announced last night uh, with regards to uh, players, uh, and uh, they had 14 new uh, winners last night, first-time winners, uh, historic, as uh, maybe a little changing of the guard for baseball. Uh, but there was one 10-time winner. That's right. Uh, Arenado of the Cardinals, Nolan Arenado, wins his 10th straight, I think, uh, Major League uh, uh, Gold Glove, uh, tying Ichiro for the most consecutive Gold Gloves to begin his Major League career. And Arenado has also tied Phillies legend uh, Mike Schmidt for the second most Gold Glove awards, about third baseman in Major League history, and uh, trailing only the human say, vacuum. I was going to say Brooks Robinson. The human that vacuum. Guy. That's right. That was his name at third base with the Orioles for all those years. And uh, anyway, uh, elsewhere, uh, uh, Ian Happ uh, won one with the Cubs in left field. Uh, Jeff, I, I was I was a little surprised by that. Yeah, certainly pleased by it. Uh, yeah, he was a first-time All-Star this year, and uh, happy for Hapster. Yeah, uh, Trent Gresham with the Padres in center field. Mookie Betts in right field with the Dodgers. Uh, Max Fried with the Braves, a pitcher. Also, utility player. I think the first year they've done this award as a player maybe that plays all around. And uh, Brandon Donovan, the Cardinal World rookie, uh, won that. And uh, he's uh, uh, the trivia book, I guess, now. Donovan is the first National League player to win a utility Golden Glove Award doing so his rookie season. The 25-year-old serves as a Cardinal Swiss Army Knight. They played him in left field. They played him at third base. They played him at shortstop at second base. Even played a little first base. He played right field. <laughs> So, uh, 
anyway, uh, he filled in for 10-time uh, Gold Glover Arnado and uh, just a fine player. Over in the American League, uh, Jose Trevino for the Yankees uh, won the catchers. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for the first base with the Blue Jays. Elsewhere, Andres uh, uh, Jimenez with the Guardians won at second base. Shortstop, uh, the Astros, Jeremy Pena, a rookie, wins a gold glove uh, for them. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Ramon Arias uh, with third base with the Orioles. Stephen Kwan with the Guardians in left field. Uh, also for the Guardians, Miles Straw in center field. And in right field, Kyle Tucker for the Astros. Pitcher Shane uh, Bieber, uh, one for the Guardians. That's, that makes the Guardians four. And D.J. LeMahieu was a utility player in the American League. Of course, the former LSU shortstop wins a, a gold glove. And I'm trying to think uh, that was his first time. And as I mentioned. And played some second base, first base. Uh, filled did. in when Rizzo was hurt uh, quite a bit there. Yeah, and uh, he also a first-time gold glover, former Tiger for the LSU team. And uh, so uh, that kind of wraps it up uh, with the lightning round. Also, uh, with today in sports history, uh, in 1934, Major League All-Star team led by Connie Mack, including Babe Ruth, Jimmy Fox, and Lou Gehring, they began a tour in Japan, an 18-game tour over in Japan. And as you mentioned the other day, I thought baseball was introduced to Japan by the Americans uh, before World War II. But they've been playing baseball for 150 years, yeah. I think, in yeah. Japan. I did not know that. Not, not professionally until 1920, I think. But, yeah, they were, they were 1870. Yeah, um, amazing. 1938 on this date, Red Sox first baseman Jimmy Fox is voted the MVP in the American League for the third time. In 1947, the Ryder Cup Golf and Portland Country Club. U.S. wins the first post-World War II event, 11-1. Ben Hogan, the American captain, Henry Cotton, the uh, the Great Britain skipper. 1958, the Rams beat the Bears 41-35 before 90, almost 91,000 at the L.A. Coliseum. That's the in National Football League single attendance record at the time. 1960, outfielder Roger Maris meets Mickey Mantle for the AL MVP by three votes, second closest vote ever. I forgot to look up what was the closest, uh, but three votes. <laughs> thought that would be the closest. 1964, the Columbia Broadcasting System, we know as CBS, buys 80% share of the New York Yankees for $11.2 million and later purchases the and, club outright. And, and they, ruined the team. And they went down from there Man. until Steinbrenner bought them in 73. Elsewhere on this date, 1969, old furnace face, Billy Kilmer of the Saints and St. Louis Cardinal quarterback Charlie Johnson each throw six touchdown passes for a combined NFL record, 12 TDs in a game. Of course, the Saints, I remember that game too. Saints beat the Cardinals 51-42 to at the old Bush Memorial Stadium. 1972, Steve Carlton, unanimous as the NL Cy Young Award winner. He won 27 games for the Phillies that year. And they only won 59, so he won just about half their games when he pitched. Elsewhere in 74, Braves trade home run king, Hammer and Hank, to the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, and he finished out his uh, last two years with the Brewers. 1991, Nevada, biggest comeback in NCAA football history, overcoming a 35-point third-quarter deficit to Raleigh to beat Weber, Weber State or Weber State 55-49. 94 on this date. 1994, NFL announces the expansion. Carolina Panthers would play in the NFC West, while the Jacksonville Jaguars go to the AFC Central. On this date in 
2016 in the World Series, the Chicago Cubs beat the Cleveland Indians mm-hmm. eight to seven in Game Seven at Progressive Field. The first Cubs title in 108 years. MVP of the Cubs, Ben Zobrist. Tomorrow you'll be talking about how uh, nobody in Chicago the next day was had any productivity whatsoever. <laughs> Out on the town. Elsewhere in 2021, uh, the World Series, the Atlanta Braves win their fourth title in franchise history, beating the Houston Astros 7 to nothing in Game 6 at Minute Maid Park. Houston was a uh, 4-2 and two series victory, but Braves uh, outfielder uh, George Soler was the MVP. Born on this date, birthdays in 1914, Johnny Vandermeer. And you go, what? Yeah, bring his name up. Who's Johnny Vandermeer? Only major league pitcher to throw two no-hitters back-to-back. As he threw a no-hitter in the front, and then the next time he pitched, he threw another one. That's never been done. Elsewhere, again, elsewhere in 1928, born on this date, Leon Hart, college football Hall of Famer and end and fullback, Heisman Trophy winner in 49, uh, born in Pittsburgh, PA, the last lineman to be a winner, uh, uh, Heisman, of course, uh, they've only had two. And the other one was uh, by Larry Kelly of Yale back in 1935. Deaths uh, uh, on this date want to bring about in 1947, dying on this date. The thoroughbred racehorse that uh, they still think uh, was better than even Secretariat was Man of War and uh, dies of a heart attack at age 30. And the reason why I bring that up, Man of War's only loss was to a horse by the name of Upset. And Upset now is the word used for when an underdog beats the favorite. And that's where the term Upset came from. Also, uh, dying on this date, Sweetness. Walter Payton passed away on this date back in 2002. Maybe my best moment in this business was the press conference. It was the normal Monday press conference following a, a Saints loss, Mike Ditka the head coach, and, you know, you, you could tell Ditka walked in uh, in a somber mood. We all knew Walter had passed. The word had come out maybe an hour or so before this press conference. And it, it was a brutal season for the Saints. It was a brutal game for the Saints. And uh, the guy who usually offered up the first question, kind of a seniority thing at these kind of press conferences, uh, Coach, your thoughts about Walter? He, he, Ditko went on for about 10, 15 minutes, and after that, nobody asked another question. Say, thanks, Coach. Yeah. And because you just knew that mood. And like I said, maybe one of the best moments I've witnessed in this business uh, out of a respect when it would have been easy to want to just continue talking about how bad the Saints yeah. were. They just respected the situation. Yeah. this uh, I'm sure Ditko broke down, too, about that. Anyway, the quote of the day, you know, yesterday was the day the Saints were awarded a franchise, and Dave Dixon, uh, who kind of engineered a lot of this, approached Archbishop Philip Hannon to ask what he thought of the idea whether the name Saints might be considered sacrilegious. Archbishop Hannon immediately calmed Dixon's fears down and said, no, not at all, stated the Archbishop. Wait for it, wait for it. But I have to remind you, from the viewpoint of the saint of the church, most of the saints were martyrs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it uh, for Day in Sports History, uh, uh, November the 2nd, uh, Hump Day. Uh, anyway, Jeff, don't know if you have anything else. We just wait for Lee Kay in the Breakfast Club. No, we certainly want to thank our guests, though, today, uh, including Dr. Jimmy Ponder with the Headache and Pain Center. Appreciate him coming by, as well as our uh, regular guests, head coach Arnie Lowe's at Delcom. 
Highland Baptist's Rick Hudson. And, of course, we thank our sponsors, including the Hedekin Pain Center, Schwing Insurance, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Quarter Tavern, L.A. Classic Roofing, and Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep, District Number 49. And, again, that election is next fall, not this uh, next Tuesday. So just a heads up there.